Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird coming to you live from Largo, Florida. Beautiful, beautiful day here. I, I must say uh, the Florida weather is uh, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty consistent, uh, which is great. So every once in a while you get the odd, you know, odd hurricane or something. But, hey, we deal with that. The pluses definitely outweigh the minuses. So we were originally going to talk about the chronic, uh, the role of chronic inflammation and disease today, but we moved that to Tuesday. Dr. Stillman has an appointment, so you're stuck with me today. Um, and we're going to talk about why discomfort is the key, to, the key to your success, but we're not going to talk about it in the typical way, right? Um, we had our testosterone uh, webinar yesterday, which is part of our course. We covered HRT, peptides, our thoughts on that, who should take it, who shouldn't you know, lifestyle stuff, all the things. Our next one next week is going to be in our weight loss course, which is the final chapter. We'll be tying everything together into a, like a, like a summary. So you can get on that uh, webinar by being on our email list. It's kind of a reward for you being on our list. So just go over to stillmanwellness.com, put your information in the, the pop-up in the uh, five biggest mistakes Get on our email list and every Wednesday night, we'll send it out on Monday as well, but every Monday and Wednesday, you'll get a link to get into the StreamYard here. We won't be streaming it live. So the only way you'll be able to get on the on the webinar is by um, being on the email list and then you can watch the replay and all that good stuff. So today, Fridays, we always have, we see people in person, which is great because I, you know, I really miss coaching people in person. I'm an in-person coach. Uh, that's what I do. Um, that's what I love to do. I, I don't mind working with people virtually, but I just don't get the same satisfaction and fulfillment out of it as I do working with people in person. So it's great to see people on Fridays. You can get to, to work with them a little bit and, and, and look, take a look at them and help simplify things for them. And uh, I really enjoy that. And I'm really, that's why I'm really looking forward to getting down to Nicaragua and uh, getting my gym going down there so I can work with some people in person, even if it's just for fun. So, um, if you want to check out our retreat in Nicaragua or the, or the, the, the company, the property that we're, we're partnering with to do this, you can go to my link tree or Dr. Stillman's link tree in the description. And there'll be a, basically there'll be some guides in my, in my link tree. There's a guide to Nicaragua, a guide to ECI development, and then information about our retreat, which is coming up rather quickly. I mean, it's already September, October, November, December, January, we're there. So it's, it's amazing. We started talking about this past April because we know a lot of people have reservations about Nicaragua. We actually have the, uh, we'll have the, uh, wife of the, uh, owner CEO of ECI development who raised her entire family in Nicaragua, uh, is going to come on the show next week to talk about her experience living in Nicaragua and raising her children there to kind of dismay some of the bad, uh, misconceptions about about Nicaragua and it, it's gotten a lot of bad press and it's kind of that's one of the reasons why it's a lot more reasonable compared to places like Costa Rica is because it has this kind of bad reputation that that is really unwarranted at this point so we're going to have her on sometime next week to talk about that so if you're interested in that uh be on the lookout for that maybe Monday we'll we'll see what how the schedule works we'll see why discomfort is the key to your success now most people will say, well, you've got to get uncomfortable. You've got to do hard exercise. And that's definitely true. But a lot of the people, including myself, this is, you know, one from my own firsthand experience. 
a lot of the activities that I was doing or doing or still struggling with, and I'm still working on this. The relationship you have with yourself is the most important relationship in your life. Because if you don't have good self-worth, if you don't have self-value, if you have negative self-talk, if you've got a sense of um, not having value and you have all these things in your mind from your past, you know, and people are just going to be like, well, get over it, you know, and, and there's there's some sense to that, right? But if you've got previous trauma, if you've got, you're spinning around in your head, a lot of people don't want to take the time to sit quietly and live in their own discomfort and deal with it, you know. Um, they'd rather eat cookies. They'd rather have a piece of cake to make them feel better. A couple glasses of wine, which is fine from time to time, but this becomes a strategy. And some people like myself, instead of dealing with the root causes using hard exercise, you know, using intense exercise, using your job to basically, uh, distract you from having to deal with the own reality, your own reality in your head. And, and this is pretty common. Uh, it's, it's very, very common. It's become very easy to medicate yourself with videos or pornography or whatever else, instead of dealing with the reality in your head, you get that easy dopamine and it becomes an addiction that you just can't stop. Right. And, and most people are using this strategy in order to function. And then that leads to, you know, over consuming certain foods or over consuming alcohol or, you know, not doing anything at all or doing too much, you know, so we have this balance of like, how are you medicating yourself? Right. And it's obviously better choices. You know, a lot of people that have exercise addiction, and I've helped a lot of people with exercise addiction, mainly because I was one of those people that was using exercise to manage a lot of the anger issues I had, which is better than going to jail. But over time, the, the best part to do with that is to actually deal with the garbage in your closet so you don't have that hatred that you have to take out in exercise. And then there's the whole thing where you have to learn how to become motivated because when I was training really hard, uh, and I still train hard, but not like I was before, um, it took me when I finally dealt with some of the things I needed to deal with, it took me a good six months to a year to learn how to train because I actually enjoyed it as opposed to like almost like self-hatred. Um, I used anger and hatred so much and, and, and it's kind of like star Wars, like it's very powerful, but it has a, it has a, uh, a high cost to your physiology when you're running on anger all the time. Um, so most people will take the easy way out. And if they feel they feel bad, they're struggling, they, they feel like garbage, they just they just medicate with food, with cake, you know, cookies, whatever, overeating, those sort of things. And before you know it, they're overweight and then they, they go and they try and start exercising, but they don't actually deal with the root cause of why they're overeating um, or why they're not sleeping um, because they just don't want to be silent. Right. And so getting uncomfortable and being able to sit with yourself and be uncomfortable and deal with a lot of these things that you need to deal with and have a good relationship with yourself and valuing yourself and being able to treat yourself well is the key to long-term success. Um, so, I mean, you, Mike Tyson talks about, I mean, Mike Tyson, one of the greatest boxers of all time, and he was trauma driven. Now, he made millions of dollars. He also lost millions of dollars. He's a very unique person. I love listening to him talk because he's he's got he's been on both sides of the coin. He's been on the extreme savage side, and now he's a much different person. But he's been learned how to turn that on and turn that off. He still trains 
for a while there, he was afraid of training because he didn't he didn't want to wake that side of him. He talks about that a lot with Joe Rogan, how he doesn't want to let that guy out. And then his wife called him overweight or something. And he was like, oh, dude, I got to start training again. So he started training again. So now he's able to balance training and having a good relationship with himself and keeping his ego ego in check. I really love watching him talk about this stuff because he's he's lived it. He's struggled with it. He's he's been in prison. I mean, he's got a, a very wide array of experiences. And, um, you know, he grew up in a, in a terrible environment and he used fighting to get him out of that. Right. And a lot of the anger and the hatred from that situation is what drove him to be one of the best in the world. So a lot of this stuff's really complicated. And um, but you, you have to be able to live with yourself and you have to be able to treat yourself well. And most people just don't like themselves at all and that's why they abuse themselves it's almost like a cutting relationship where you're cutting yourself you know because you don't like yourself and so one of the most and 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 the reason i'm talking about this stuff is because i i've dealt with and are dealing with this now i'm doing some emdr therapy now and i'm having to go in and work on some really really deep things and some conditioning that i have to overcome to learn how to set boundaries and treat myself better um one of the things I'm really good at is helping others, but I'm not so good at helping myself. Um, so that's something that's very hard for me. I sit down every morning and I write out all the negative thoughts that I have and I read them to myself over and over and then I rip them up and then I reaffirm and I, I basically get all that crap out of my, of my head and I, I express it instead of a lot of people uh, will bury it. They'll just like, I'm just going to suck it up. I'm going to work extra hard to overcome these, these thoughts and these, these, these feelings that I'm having. And there's nothing wrong with having feelings, um, acting on feelings without logically thinking it through. That's a, that's a, something that gets you in trouble, but expressing this stuff, like this is stuff I would never express. I would always just bury it deeper. And I would always just like train harder or work harder or, you know, who am I going to impress? Like I need to prove to somebody else that I'm valuable so they can affirm my value instead of knowing that I am valuable with who I am by myself. So you fall into this trap of where you're trying to prove to others and you're trying to help others in order to get something in return. And that just doesn't end well. Like when you do things for others. When the, in the past, when I was younger in my 20s and stuff, I used to like keep score. I'd do all these nice things for people and then I'd get pissed when they didn't reciprocate. Now I do nice things because I want to and because I've done nice things to myself and I'm not seeking that approval or that, that, um, I, I happened, it happened a lot when I was a young coach when, when people wouldn't, you know, in my early 20s when people wouldn't comply or listen to what I had to say, I would take it personally. And now I realize that a lot of times people are just not ready, you know, and they, it might not be the right time for them. And it has nothing to do with me. It's n nothing to do with my value as a person or as a coach. It might be the place they're at. So a lot of this stuff that that people are trying to out exercise or they're trying to get on a really strict diet. They're just caught in in a loop of medicating the actual root cause of the problem, which is in their own head and the relationship with themselves with external things. Right. And you'll hear people all the time. Oh, I'll be happy when I lose 10 pounds and they lose 10 pounds and then there's something else they don't like. Right. Um, so you've got to have that balance between like, why exactly am I doing this? What's the motivation behind this? Is it to fill a void in myself 
Um, that gets into relationship with God, spirituality. Are, are you chasing things of this world and you don't have a good relationship with God or a higher power or re relationship with yourself? So these are all really complicated things that people really, that are extremely simplistic when it comes down to it. Can you sit in silence and actually deal with the thoughts in your head? And most people can't, especially in this modern world, because the modern world has been created in a way that keeps you from sitting in silence. Because it, my belief is, is that the, the powers that be, the people that are designing this stuff, know that when you sit in silence and you have wisdom and discernment and you deal with all these this crap in your closet, the chances of you becoming a complacent, compliant consumer go down dramatically. So the more, and you, you do these sales courses and stuff, and I, I always would laugh. Um, you go to these sales courses and like, you gotta, you gotta get that person's pain point and you gotta get them emotional in order to get them to buy things. And I was like, yeah, but they're not going to be a great long-term customer. So I, I never really bought into that. I just bought into providing a good service and then helping people achieve their goals. And, and if I was a good fit for them, great. And if not, that's fine too. And that ended up working really well for me. I never really had to do much uh, cheesy marketing type stuff. But if you are, if you live in a consumer-based economy, like the one today, you know, getting people to scroll endlessly and then have an ad that like, you know, appeals to their emotions, that's a way to make a lot of quick, easy sales. Um, so that's basically how the system is set up. And so you have to deliberately make choices to become more mindful, to become more present, put a lot of these things away. Um, you know, I put my phone away at 830 and get off the damn thing. Um, when I don't, when I, when I fail to do that and I'm scrolling mindlessly instead of me sitting quietly and journaling and things that I need to do before I go to bed to wind down, I don't sleep as well. So, you know, being disciplined on that, that front, but, you know, working on the relationship with yourself is something you don't really hear a lot of people talking about because it's uncomfortable, it's painful. And a lot of people will do really uncomfortable things, especially with exercise to not have to deal with the demons they have carrying around in the side, inside themselves, right? They'll avoid that. Uh, and a lot of people get great, great pleasure from, from, from torturing themselves, you know, from training really hard. It's a great endorphin rush until it doesn't work anymore until that endorphin rush goes away and you don't get fulfillment from that anymore, or your body can't handle it anymore, which was the case I fell into. So there's just a few thoughts for you today, um, about maybe taking a different look at things instead of looking at like, okay, I've got to do ice baths. I've got to do sauna and all these things are great to make myself uncomfortable. But really the thing you need to do is look within yourself and the relationship you have with yourself and deal with that discomfort before you start chasing hard exercise and all these other things to fill a void that's within yourself that you're never going to be able to fill because you can't, if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, all these external things are not going to do anything for you. No matter how successful you are, how much money you've got, uh, how many cars you have, how ripped you are, you're always going to have um, a void if you don't have fulfillment, if you don't have a good relationship spiritually with yourself, uh, mentally, emotionally with yourself. Uh, you're never going to be able to fill that void through external things. Uh, if you look at history, most of the people, you know, like Solomon in the Bible talks about vanity, vanity, vanity. He had every woman his eyes laid sight upon. He had 
He's one of the most richest men in the world. And he said, it's all for nothing. Right. So just wanted to make you guys think a little differently about, uh, about things and about why you might be stuck or struggling and why you might not be able to treat yourself well and do the five fundamental things. Like why can't you walk outside three times a day, you know, for 10 minutes? Why can't you eat a protein at every meal? Why can't you drink high quality water? Why can't you get the lights off at night? Why can't you treat yourself well? And then it becomes easy. You know, once you start dealing with a lot of these things, it's like, why am I doing this? And is it a positive or a negative? Am I doing it because I really want to do it? Or am I doing it for someone else? Or am I doing it to make myself feel better about myself? And you can do that about food too. Like, am I eating this to nourish myself? Am I eating this because I really had a really hard day and my, I had a terrible day and I'm going to eat four brownies to make me feel better and have a glass of wine, which I will say from time to time, there's nothing wrong with that, but that becomes your go-to strategy where you're coming home every night, you're eating a bag of chips and you're having, you know, a glass of wine every night and you do that for months and months and years and years, you're going to be, you know, getting yourself into a lot of trouble. Um, Christy says, love EMDR. I do too. It's, it's probably the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. Um, I came home the other day from a session and, and, uh, uh, I literally slept like that was the, the morning I missed the, <laughs> the live in the morning. The first time I've missed the live, I literally slept till 10 minutes, five minutes before the live. Cause I usually get up right, right around six. And I went to bed almost two hours after I was done with the MDR. I was so exhausted, uh, that I came home and went to bed and I didn't wake up till almost 10, like five to nine. That's the day Dr. Stillman beat me on here, which usually doesn't ever happen. So uh, thank you for that. Amy, thank you. Thank you so much for the for the feedback. Uh, I always try and and give people I, I want to make people think that's and because I've had to I've learned the hard way. I've, I've, I've had many challenges and setbacks, and certainly there's people that are a lot worse situations than I've been in. But I always try and take a like a strategic approach to things instead of just like bearing down and working harder. You know, a lot of times when you're stuck in quicksand, the worst thing you can do is struggle because you sink faster, deeper. So I always try and help people look at things from maybe a different perspective because most of the people that come to us, they've either had a tragedy in their life and they've spun out of control and we have to get them back on pace or they've just let modern life consume them and they've just gotten away from the fundamental habits and they're in a bad place or they've overexercised or they've driven themselves super hard and their body has finally just given up. So a lot of this is changing their perspective and understanding that a lot of the things that they need to put their effort into are different than the things they perceive. Like uh, Joel Jameson had a great post. He's like, most people put their effort into the things that they don't really need to put effort into. So it's imagine it's a, it's about getting people to change their perspective on effort, and maybe there's other things than the thing you know the the working out component that's important. But maybe you're putting so much effort into that you're neglecting your own self care, your own mental health, right? And there are people that will use exercise for their mental health, and that can be a great strategy. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just that there's a time comes when that doesn't work anymore. So. If anyone has any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. Thanks for the for the like or the love, the little heart there. I appreciate that. Um, 
if you go over to, you know, it's interesting. I have all of the, our interviews that we do with Dr. Stillman, everything that gets uploaded live, everything that gets uploaded on my YouTube channel actually gets backed up to Rumble and Odyssey as well. So if you go to Rumble and you type in Jim Laird 44, I think it was, that's one of my old football numbers and also the number of my favorite football player uh, of all time, which was Tom Rathman, who played for the San Francisco 49ers. He's a great, great blocking fullback. Uh, you know, I tried to emulate Tom Rathman and how I played football, how I wrestled, just, just sheer, sheer grit, determination, and willing to do the things that other people didn't want to do. I, I, when I played football, I loved doing the dirty work, the blocking, the stuff that no one else wanted to do is the stuff I like to do. Um, so 44, the Jim Laird was already taken on rumble. So I just threw the 44 in there just because it was easy. But if you go over to rumble, um, you can follow me on there just in case for whatever reason they decide to, uh, they just announced the other day that, uh, anyone that, uh, doesn't adhere to the exact CDC guidelines on health, uh, is going to be basically suppressed and censored. Um, so chances are eventually this YouTube channel probably won't be here. So if you want to go over to rumble and follow on there, just in case, uh, this disappears, that would be, that would be probably wiser on Audemon Odyssey as well. So, and I know Dr. Stillman is, is we're going to get him set up so that his YouTube channel transfers over to rumble so that we have a backup so that if they decide to, uh, you know, take us out. Uh, if you just Google Rumble, Amy, what is Rumble? Rumble is a uh, decentralized freedom kind of, uh, it's like YouTube, but with, with free, with, you're allowed to like, you know, say pretty much what you want as opposed to having people like, you know, censor you and, and fact check you, so to speak. So you just type in Rumble, it'll pull up on there. Uh, it's like YouTube, but it's decentralized. And so is Odyssey. There's another one called BitChute. Uh, that's, uh, that's, I'm not on BitChute, but, uh, BitChute is another one where a lot of people that got kicked off during the beer bug, uh, all went to, because they got kicked off YouTube, they went over there. Um, the, the most infamous or famous person that has done that was, was Andrew Tate when he got banned off of, uh, everywhere he went to rumble and literally brought that, that platform, uh, to the forefront. But a lot of the MDs and stuff that got banned. Uh, are on rumble a lot of people will do a teaser on youtube and then they'll go over to rumble because they can you know speak their mind on rumble they don't have to worry about uh being having their views suppressed or uh or censored over there so a lot of people will start off i think that's what uh, uh allison morrow that uh has dr stillman's done a few interviews with um she used to be a journalist and then decided she was done with that and started her own thing uh, she actually lives here in Florida, but she starts on YouTube. And then when, when they start getting too spicy for YouTube, they go over to rumble. So that, and that might be something we do in the future. We'll see. But, uh, Dr. Stillman has his sub stack for that for now. And that being said on Monday, he's got, he's doing two Monday master classes. He's going to redo the, uh, first responder one because he got cut off because our internet here is, is sketchy. Uh, it's funny, we're hardwired and we have internet problems. So, and as I've talked to another friend of mine here in Tampa, who's a big, has to use internet as part of his business. And he talked to a number of people and he's like, it's really, very, really unstable in this area for whatever reason, probably because there's so many people using it. But, uh, so, uh, he, that froze on him. So he's going to redo that. And then he's doing a second one on 
I think it's like the he's going to comment on, you know, the supplements everyone should take. He's going to give his spin on on that. It's like a popular topic. So he's doing those back to back, which is really cool. And then, he, of course, he's if, if, if you're on his sub stack and you're a premium member, he does his weekly Q&A every week, which is a great value for like 20 bucks a month. Um, so if you're not on that, you can get on that. So it's great. We try and have multiple price points so we can help different people. We have, you know, on the front side of it, we have, you know, he have his sub stack for $20. You get a coaching, you know, essentially a Q&A every week. And then you get his regular emails and he, he updates regular content. And then we've got our fundamentals of wellness coaching program, which we're going to be adding more coaching uh, calls. You get a couple coaching calls a month with both of us. I've actually got my strength and conditioning uh, fundamentals of wellness call tomorrow where I'll get on with a Q&A and help people, you know, adjust their workouts, answer specific exercise questions or lifestyle questions. But Dr. Stillman and I do one together and then I do one by myself, which is more exercise strength training related. Uh, particularly the, our fitness industry doesn't do a very good job of bringing people that are beginners into strength and conditioning. So that's something I really uh, pride myself on is getting people doing habits and, and gradually increasing intensity and then making sure we give exercises that um, are going to help people move better as opposed to just being big, strong, immovable objects that can't move well. Um, that's not really because most of the strength and conditioning honestly is is influenced by bodybuilding and powerlifting where they really don't care how well you move it's just either a matter of how much you can lift or uh what you look like so you need to have a a balance of, of both obviously um so that i'm doing that tomorrow on saturday and obviously if you're listening to this you know on our podcast we obviously do these lives so if you hear about some of these dates and you're listening to this three months down the road then it, it is what it is right I, we actually had somebody complain about that and i was like I, we're not going to go in and like change, like adjust all the, all the dates and the times. It's just, it is what it is. We just listen to the information, enjoy it and, and, uh, good times. But, um, that, and then, then the Monday master classes on Monday and then next Thursday, we're going to be doing, uh, the weight loss summary and, um, just get our email list for that. If you have any questions, uh, for us, you can always email us, answer us, ask, uh, ask questions. We'll get to them the best we can. But the best way to answer questions is to get one into one of our coaching programs where we can have interaction with you, help you stay consistent, because that's really what it's all about is accountability and maybe telling you some things that you don't want to hear, which happens quite a lot. So you, uh, you definitely need people in your life that are going to tell you the truth and not tell you just what you want to hear, because a lot of times what you want to hear is not what it takes for you to get better. So that being said, make sure you get outside today, especially in the fall, really enjoy this fall weather. If you live in a Northern climate, you live up in near Edmonton where I used to live or Toronto and Canada, if you live in the North Dakota, you know, if you live in Montana, you might want to look into getting yourself a sauna. So get yourself ready for the winter so that you can, uh, you can thrive. Have yourself a great day. And if you live in the Northern hemisphere, where it gets really cold or in the northern latitudes get comfortable going cross-country skiing and snowshoeing and all those things i i the one thing i do love about northern latitudes especially when i lived in colorado and even in edmonton it was bright and sunny and you could go ice fishing and you could go snowshoeing you could go snowmobiling kentucky not so much it was like a giant dark wet muddy mess that you really couldn't do anything but go mudding in and 
once you go mudding in a truck through two or three times, you're pretty much, uh, yeah, my brother, my brother lives in, lives in Fargo actually. And one time I, I went to, uh, for his wedding in October of, I can't remember how many years ago. It's been a long time, but I was living in Kentucky and, and, you know, I grew up in Edmonton. So we've, I've seen, you know, 40, 50, 60 below zero Celsius with wind. Um, you know, we never had really strong winds at 40 below, but when you start getting minus 40 Celsius, which is minus 40 Fahrenheit with a wind, it's ridiculously wicked. I remember getting off the plane in October in Fargo and it was like right around freezing. So it was around zero for Celsius people and around 32 for Fahrenheit people. And it was like a 60 mile, 50, you know, 40, 50 mile an hour wind. And I got off the plane and, and it, of course at the time in Fargo, it was, you get off the plane, you walk down the ladder and you get on the runway. There was no, like, no, uh, you know, fancy little ramp to get on. I, I thought I got off the plane and I was like, this is the most, this was just absolutely horrible. I was just like this wind with this, this, this cold, I, I almost turned around and got back on the plane, but it was good. We had, we had the wedding. I had fun and I left, but, um, I've ridden motorcycles through South Dakota and North Dakota in the, in the summertime through the badlands. I really enjoyed that, but that was, uh, I've been in really cold, but when there's, when it's really cold with a high wind, like it, it, you, it's just not, not something I like to experience very often. So thank you very much for the feedback, everyone. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I am going to sign off now before I go off on another rant. Have a wonderful day. Have a great weekend.